Mad at the Dirt Media. Are you tired of looking drab? Wanna add a little color to your lazy I've given up COVID wardrobe? Then you should check out the Cunt Muffin merch store. We've got all kinds of creatively fun and some fucked up merch for cunt muffins just like you. On the Cunt Muffin merch store you can find items like the Sorry Sharon. That's to apologize for everything you've said to anybody to humiliate them, make them feel bad about themselves, or just because you're a dick. Our beautiful Color You Next Tuesday logo shirts and let's not forget the most popular and my personal favorite. I'm not a hateful person, I just hate people. The Cunt Muffin merch comes in all sizes, various colors, and styles from tank tops and t-shirts to hoodies. We even have tote bags for your groceries or to carry on that explicit trip to the beach. Well, don't forget our Cunt Muffin coffee mugs. Who doesn't want to drink their coffee and shake the shit the fuck up in the morning? I know this bitch does. Our mugs can also be the best camouflage to hide that adult beverage that you've just gotta have, like a fucking Baileys. <laughs> in your Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee. <laughs> you can find these items of true fuckery and more at colorunexttuesday.com. Remember, that's color. C-O-L-O-U-R because we are fancy as fuck and now you can be too. Pissy fitters unite! Yay! God damn, I would love to have Billy's and coffee. Too bad I don't like liquor. Welcome to Color You Next Tuesday, Season 2, The Fucketing, the reality comedy podcast featuring us, Kristen, and Will. On our podcast, we cover all kinds of interesting topics, how we feel about them, and we do it explicitly. So here's your vulgar language warning. My diaper is falling into oh my, my eyes. God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Going, going, gone. <laughs> we also must add that we will discuss adult topics and triggering topics. So seriously, listening discretion is always fucking advised. Although we would never intentionally be ugly about our topics or our reactions, this is a reality comedy podcast, people. It's supposed to be silly. That's what comedy fucking means. But if you find our topics or the things we say offensive, we just might not be the place for you. And that's okay. So don't let the earbud hit you and your twat on the way out the door. That's right, Kristen. Don't let the butt hit you. We're the good lord to bleach ya. And take your judgmental stick out of your ass and let's shake shit the fuck up. Welcome back, cunt muffins, to season two, the why do you keep saying it like that? Like you're a crypt keeper. Because I really love the title. It's good. It's good. I've been, I've been saying this to Ellie um, a couple years ago. Something happened and I just, I text her and I was like, it's the fucking is yeah. what's happening. It's the fucking <laughs> So true. But it covers all, it just spreads across all, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Later? Fuckery. Yeah, Shittery. Do. Yeah. Do. Catastrophe. A little rusty. Death. Yeah. Doornails. All of it. Bad decisions. I said all of it. <laughs> <laughs> We're so happy to be back with you guys. So welcome back, Cunt Muffins, and we hope that you are excited for season two because we're here and we're queer. <laughs> well, I am. Um, you are. <laughs> 
I mean, I can pretend I'm queer. I don't think I'd be very believable, but I could try. I actually would love for you to right now demonstrate like your super gayness, just for for me, for shits and giggles. How would I do that? I mean, like what? I don't know. Like you want how... me to like a like a like a lipstick lesbian or like a. <laughs> What do you want me I'm to do? Am I a TiVo lesbian? What am I? You're a butch. I'm a, oh. You're a butch. I'm not a butch. Yeah, I guess maybe. All right, I'm not going to do that. What? <laughs> why I'm not, not? going to do that at all. You why know why? Not? Because I think it's insulting to lesbians. Oh. It's insulting to lesbians. lesbians. No, I do too. That's why I would never insult them by even trying to pretend one because it would be humiliating for them, not me. <laughs> we love people of all walks, all colors, all sexual identity. We don't give a fuck who you are. What we if love they you can't all. walk? Unless you're a, ter- a terrible why, what person. What if they can't walk, William? Um, so what you're saying is enroll. you don't like people who can't walk. No, not at all. <laughs> That's not uh, if you're rolling. I mean, you know. Shout out to Wills. We miss you. (laughs) (laughs) Rolling with my homies. I know that everybody is just waiting to hear what the fucking could mean. So, you know, perk up those ears because here it goes. (laughs) Yeah. Here it goes. Here it goes. Basically, anything. Yeah. (laughs) Basically all of the fuckery and shittery. Uh, Season one was more of, we'll say, a get to know us. And we shared a lot of funny and controversial stories about our own lives, Mm -hmm. um, which we're still going to do. Here and there we will. Yeah. Yeah. Here and there we will touch upon our own like personal bullshit um, because we don't want to leave you hanging. I mean, I just know that you're just drooling and biting at the bit to know what we're up to, which is crazy. (laughs) A lot of shit. (laughs) Who gives a fuck, really? Um, So we've decided to uh, cover... Other dumbass people. Yeah. Yeah. In season two, we're going to focus on crazy stories of other people's lives, mm-hmm. you know, because why the fuck not? Um, so each episode of the fucking may not be the same. Just so you are aware, we have lots of surprises and interesting things in store for our cunt muffins. Uh, we felt like there was so many podcasts that only have like one direction and we just aren't those kinds of people in life and we really just want to shake shit up in our own way and that's what we're going to do. So, I mean, I never really even know when I wake up in the morning what fucking direction I'm going in. So right. this makes sense to me <laughs> Yeah, to just change it up a little bit. So uh, buckle the fuck up and grab... That oh shit handle. <laughs> where where the fuck are you? You oh, just flipped. Good. Okay, good. Okay, sorry. The fuck really? Like you wrote this? I know, I know. I'm trying to like lead into you and you. Like, you cut. You did this. I know. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You're the one that underlined what I'm supposed to say. I know. Okay, sorry. So with that being said, in this episode, we're gonna check in or lose our shit with some pissy fits. We're gonna share the story of. Atlanta's runaway bride. We're gonna tune into CYNT News and see who's down to clown. And you know us, we're gonna shake the shit the fuck up. So if you're driving, give that horn a tinkle. Why do you keep saying tinkle? I don't know. You mean tickle. So if you're driving, give that horn a tickle. If you're drinking, take a sip. And if you're not really doing anything, well, lay back and give that twat waffle a good slapping. <laughs> Christ. Uh, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to do that. Well, just say, just say like, let's go into the, let's go into the check-in or the pissy fit. All right. 
So on that ridiculous note, <laughs> let's just move into the check-in or the pissy fit. Let's do that. Uh, <laughs> we're kind of rusty cunt muffins. You think? We, we had like a seven-week break. Five, and, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> same, but same fucking dip. But who's counting? Might as well have been seven months. <laughs> feels like yeah it feels like we've been off as long as kobe has been around but we're off. happy to be back it's totally off <laughs> let's move into the check-in or the pissy fit and i'll say it if you're slapping your twat waffle oh. we'll make you we'll say your pussy foot no sorry <laughs> pussy fit Pissy pussy fit. You can't even say it. You know why you can't say it? Because you don't have one. Sorry, Sharon. And you don't like them. <laughs> we had to say that. We didn't. I, Mom, so we're clear. I said no, and he went for it. She didn't want to say it, but I thought it was funny. just went balls deep in, Mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> he used his little, little lady balls and just yeah. dove right in. And my little ovaries. <laughs> external ovaries speaking of ovaries i have my i have my period again it's not an internet it's the ethernet <laughs> the outer net i'm sorry i don't know what i'm saying no my ovaries hurt <laughs> so let's do let's do the check-in or the pissy fit yeah in this segment we'll either check in or lose our shit with a pissy fit we've already said that I know, but I just, I don't know no, what's happening that you anymore. Take that, you already said it. That This all has to come out, this part right here. Okay. <laughs> edit, edit, edit. Okay. <sighs> so do your, your ding, ding. Ding, ding. <laughs> what are you, a shoplifter? <laughs> what the fuck was, that was, that was very. Girl, we need help in aisle five. <laughs> that was very impulsive. <laughs> it was super fast, right? <laughs> It's like hyper ding ding. <laughs> You're supposed to say, is it business or leisure? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> no, it's rotten. It's rotten to the core. Oh, God. Mm. Ding ding. Um, is it business or leisure? <laughs> it's business, bitch. Wait. I'm sorry. I'm not leaving this in. It's funny. Oh. It's so rusty. <laughs> okay. Where it turns out we're not really alcoholics. <laughs> no, I guess not. We're terrible at this. Even even stone sober, we're not great. Okay, hold on. We need to get drunk, William, because this isn't working. Yeah, I'm shooting this up right now. Who says that with heroin? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean drinking. I'm, I'm fucking just shooting, shooting up. I was going to take a shot of beer, and it's like, you know. <laughs> Here, William. Here. Slap it in. God, I feel fuck? like I'm at home. <laughs> Is this my childhood? Am I oh, dreaming? God. <laughs> I'm going to shoot this up. The fuck? <laughs> not heroin it's a fucking beer god damn it janet right. oh god are you done yeah totally it's business bitch <laughs> <laughs> leave it at that look at you you got it out <laughs> so we're gonna do our little check-in together because we've got lots of fucking shit to cover and we're gonna try and knock it out super fast because you know because william's on heroin yeah because i'm fucking <laughs> juice man <laughs> You got Speedy Gonzalez all over. Let me at him. Stop. <laughs> My tampon's gonna pop out. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Do you wanna let the cut muffins know? Uh you know, start in with your check in little area here. Oh. Be organic and put a spin on what's typed. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you, William. Thank you little, for the direction. Little side notes. Thank you, Martin Scorsese. I think I've got it from here. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, <are> we? <laughs> you know, as William wrote down for me and told me to say it enthusiastically, <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, we did. We had an awesome holiday break. It's, um, we did put out some recap episodes. We did get some feedback from them. A lot of clients over the holidays were texting and going, I'm so glad you played that one. Yeah. Um, so it was fun. I actually listened to them, a couple of them because I had no idea what you were going to throw out there. Yeah. And you would just text me on a Tuesday morning and go, Okay, it's up. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you picked. Surprise. Surprise. The outro was no. you hammered. <laughs> and you're like, buy my shit. <laughs> but that was a really good episode. It was funny. It was fun. That's the one I had to apologize for, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lots of times. <laughs> no, don't be stupid. I mean, well, we hope a you handful lot of times out of 35 episodes ain't too fucking bad. Right. We all, we all, you know, we're all here for the sauce. The stories and the sauce. I ain't too proud to beg. <laughs> anyway, so it was fun. Um, William doesn't remember New Year's Eve. I don't. Uh, but we did have some lives for you guys, and it turns out those were shit too. Yeah. Uh, we're not actors. <laughs> you no, know, we're not. We are not. And when that camera fucking went on, he thought it was a great idea. Yeah. In my closet to do this live session, and uh, as soon as he was like, "Oh, we're on." We froze up. Yeah. I, I feel like... It's terrible. We looked... They're still up, so have a, have a look at it. Don't. Do yourself a favor. Don't. We'll work on it. Um, we might get some acting classes. Yeah. That may be in our future. But most likely not. <laughs> uh, so just like the rest of our lives, we're just going to fucking wing it. Uh, from what some younger cunt muffins uh, said to us was that we went viral on the internet. So, hello! And when they said that, I was like, I most certainly do not have an STD. Welcome to all of our new cunt muffins. And we absolutely appreciate the fucking shit out of you. Apparently, we went viral on a few different platforms during the holiday break. So... You're welcome. And uh, we're glad to have you. And we hope that we don't scare you into the closet. <laughs> no, closet where we belong. Um, we have also reached so many new countries that we literally don't have the time to do our usual. Oh, my God. What's going on with you? <clears throat> Did you eat a cock on your way over? I'm getting strangled. This always happens. Did you bust a nut? No, not yet, but I can't wait. Well, tomorrow is Sunday. Tomorrow's dick day. (laughs) (laughs) What's that song? Dicky Ride. Well, I'm very happy for you, friend. I I hope that goes well. Mm. I, on the other hand, am still on the rag. So there will be no... Eggs are dropping. Dicky, nothing. Are you good? Yeah. Do you need me to do the Heimlich? <clears throat> it's just... It's, do you want me to punch I'm, you in the throat? I think it's the... Like you do... This. That's with hiccups. No, it's if you're choking. Why don't you get on your stomach and prone? I shaved my armpits this week, by the way. Oh. Why did you do that? Because I don't like hair under my arms. It's weird. Well, what about the, air, the hair that's all the way from your neck down to your asshole? <laughs> that I can't handle. <laughs> Bust. I wonder if you I can make an arrangement mower. with your new landscaper. Hector, can you just shave my back? 
Since you got the pushmo. I need you to shave my back, bitch. Why, you've got the pushmo. <laughs> Would you mind running it over a couple of times on William's backside? Hello, Hector. <laughs> Hello, bitch. <laughs> I love that guy. Okay. So we have... <clears throat> Are you good with your choking yeah. episode? I would like you to get the pubic hair out of your throat. <clears> throat> I'm trying so hard. Listen, Larry David. <laughs> just <laughs> hack it up. So Cunt Muffins, another really awesome thing is we have reached so many new countries. We literally don't have the time to do our usual shout out. Well, I say fuck that. Why? Do it anyway. Okay. You want me to do it anyway? Do it anyway. We'll do it together. Okay, but uh, are you going to just like blow through the names of the countries? Mm-hmm. Are you going to fuck yeah. them up? No, I'm not. Let's do We're not sure how it happened, but we've crossed some streams, climbed some mountains, and jumped some ponds. So we would like to welcome and say hello to Barbados, Netherlands, Switzerland, Singapore, Austria, Sweden. I love Sweden. Hello, my name is Helga and I'm from Sweden. Understood, got it. (laughs) Mexico. And yeah, hi (laughs) to all of the other countries. That we literally cannot mention, and honestly, some of them we couldn't even fucking we couldn't even pronounce. Yeah. So in in res- as out of respect for those countries, we're not even going to attempt it. There's thanks for joining. Literally over twenty countries of cut muffins, and that's fucking insane. So hello, cut muffins. Also, a little sidebar before we get into the real fucking of this show. Yeah. Um, William and I did, um, we were reached, we, some magazines reached out to us that we yeah. cannot name yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the time is right, we will do it. Um, and we had to do interviews. Yeah. Turns out we're not great at that either. No. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it actually went really well. <laughs> it's fine. It was good. It was very good. We um, did. But that was cool. So was really two cool. in one week was kind of cool. So we've got some stuff coming down the... Um, Big dick line. Big dick. Wait, I don't, what did I say? <laughs> big, big dick, dick line. <laughs> I was trying to say pipeline. Hold on, Hold Sally. Pause there, sister. The dick on the brain. What, what's wrong with me? Coming You're... down the dick line. Who the fuck? That's not even a thing. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. What is this, Dick Tracy? I don't, it's like dick for days. I just, it's just falling out of our mouth. What's wrong with us? I don't know. Anyways, I'm here for it. I guess it. we're just rusty dicks. Yeah. <laughs> That's better than a rusty cunt. Is it though? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we did two interviews, so once that shit's released, we will let you cut muffins know. They may all hear this about ep- it. They may hear this episode and decide to pull it. Yeah. So whatever. <laughs> pull it like a plug from my twat. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you know, just pull out. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to get there, and I'm trying real hard, but I'm over here trying to shoot up, and See, it's we not just, working. Listen, we just talked about dick, and then now you're talking about trying real hard. Like, this is enough. It's enough of the filthy talk. Sorry, Sharon. Um, oh, on on the magazine, though, so I don't forget, because I don't want people to get hurt feelings, uh, there was a, f- a few cunt muffins who, I guess, um, submitted us to be reviewed for an interview for mm-hmm. uh, one of these magazines. So thank you so much for doing that. We appreciate the fucking shit out of you for doing that. That's pretty cool. So thank you so much. Um, and now we're going to go into... <laughs> you have to edit that. <clears throat> and now we're going to go into Pissy Fits. Or... Or a check-in. You have a check-in? I actually do. Oh, well, okay. I don't have a pissy fit. What's your check-in? I mean, I'm sure I will develop one. I had so many things happen 
that I decided to not, because, you know, yeah. new year, trying okay. to be positive. Cool. So I'll just talk about the homeless guy. Okay. Real quick, driving to work, probably going to be late. I, I never told you about this. No, what oh, the I fuck? Didn't, did I? Okay, go ahead. All right. When I was driving to work one morning, um, I did my mobile order for Starbucks. So, you know, I'm on that, that time crunch. Always. And I'm at this four-way light, right? So I'm at this, I'm at the lights and over to the left of me, nowhere near me, like on the opposite corner Mm -hmm. was this homeless man with one leg and he was asking for money and I kept looking at him and looking at him. Then I look at my clock and go, no bitch, can't do it. And you're not even anywhere near him. You would have to do like these these guys with these fucking mufflers. I swear to God. I know. Like fucking hate them. Get a dick pump. (laughs) You know what I mean? Get a dick pump. (laughs) Those are expensive. What do you think it is to soup up a fucking Sentra? <laughs> That's what they're driving, fucking losers. Put, put my, my fucking back tail on it and just rip off the muffler and guess what? Chicks will be coming. They'll be just coming. <laughs> fucking losers. Okay. Put your muffler back on and wear a condom so you don't procreate, you fucking loser. It's fitting, don't you think? It's like they're just riding up and down in your neighborhood. I mean, they're just, you know. God damn it, Janet. I lost my dick. They have a dick search party right now, and all you the mufflers are what? what? Oh, it's one of those. You better What is it. this? Why is it red color? It's spewing. Is that red? Does that look pink to you? It's pink. Why do I have a pink beer? Because pink is your favorite color. It is not, actually. Red and black. I'm going to need to Sour do ale? Why would Dwight buy me this? No, you bought that. Did we got that from the liquor store the other day. I bought this? Mm-hmm. I didn't read it. Fuck me. Try it. See if you like it. No! <laughs> William, taste you, that. No, I don't, if you don't like it, I'm not going to like it. It tastes like cherries. It tastes like my virginity. So, I, you know, I'm looking over at him. He's catching my eye. And, you know, I think we've all done this. We've given money, whatever. Um, but sometimes you can't. And I'm watching him, watching him. And then as my light turns green, I start driving away. And I shit you not, which is super weird for me. This internal voice said, turn around. And I'm like, but I can't. I'm fighting with myself. Right? I realize I sound insane. And I was like, can't do it. Can't do it, Captain. Gotta get to Starbucks, right? And then that voice again was like, no, seriously, turn around. So I go to the next light. I have to do a U-turn. I go back to where he was. I have to take a right and another U-turn to end up where he's standing on his corner. Okay? Uh I give him money. And he, you know, blessed me and wished me a nice day. And I said, you too. And... Uh, then, because I was on the far right side of the road, <laughs> I couldn't to, turn left. He had to I had over. to go straight. No, I had already given him, oh, and he okay. moved on. And then I had to go straight again, do another U-turn, and then turn right and proceed to Starbucks. I get my shit. I'm like, oh, no, I'm probably going to be a little late. <laughs> but I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. As I'm going down the road, I swear to God, an accident happened. The fuck? Mm-hmm. I missed it. By like two, three minutes tops. What? Yep. Oh, wow. And it was a bad accident. Divine intervention. There was no cops there yet. So I was like, oh my God, this just happened. It was so, it was so weird how that voice was, you have to, you have to. And I tried to quelch it. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to it. I don't know what's happening, but I'm going to do it. And I did all of that. And the big effort just to turn the car around and get back on my, on my way. And I avoided this potential accident. Holy shit. Yeah. It was really weird. It's like I say, you got to give to get. 
Well, yeah, you I gotta mean, give to it get. was just I just I listened to the voice and I mm-hmm. didn't get into an accident. So God damn it! Yeah, that's really cool. That was it. Do you want to do my pissy fit? I would love for you to do a pissy fit. <laughs> We're not bitching and moaning. Will's just pissy and groaning. Pissy fitters unite! Hey, Will. Uh huh. What you got for me? Well, we had to fire our grass cutting guy. We've Your had landscaper. Him, yeah, he's. I mean, I wouldn't call him a landscaper. That's true. But um, he has been working for us for a few years. And when uh, the news, like the media, picked up one of um, the pres, the new president's, uh, I guess, officials that mm-hmm. he had selected, mm-hmm. which was a transgendered woman. Mm-hmm. There was a comment made by our grass cutting guy that said something along the lines of like, oh my God, what the hell is happening? I can't fucking believe this or whatever. Yep. And my husband actually saw it and was like, um. Yeah, and they're not Facebook friends. He saw it because he commented on an article. Yeah. Yeah. And my husband was like, um, I think I'm going to fire our grass cutting guy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why? Well, actually, I'm glad he's going because he's doing a shitty job. But you'll find out why. He's apparently transphobic. Um, And so I guess my pissy fit is like, obviously, it's stupid that we have to cancel someone or whatever and find someone else. But, you know, majority of it is I'm fucking pissed that people like that exist in the world. So, you know. Right. But I. It makes you ask yourself. You've been you know, we're gay. Right. And how do you uh, feel about us? Yeah, you it, it does open your eyes. Which to like, makes hmm. sense because every time he has been on our property doing the job that we pay him to do and I have said, "Hey, how are you?" he completely ignores me. And he knows we're gay. He mm-hmm. knows we're married. Mm-hmm. So it's just become a thing of like we work hard for our money and we don't feel comfortable paying someone who has that type of Hatred for another person. Mm-hmm. So no, we're right. getting rid of his fucking ass. It's, it's yeah. your right, for sure. Just it like is. it's his right to not. Yeah. He can believe whatever he wants, but there comes consequences with There those does. Actions, there so. does. So mm-hmm. that that was just my pissy fit, mm-hmm. is, you know, he must be a stupid motherfucker. And so, yeah. You're fired. <laughs> Checkmate, motherfucker. And the words of our former president, number 45, you're fired. <laughs> Unless you've been living under a rock, you know there isn't really a gay agenda. Oh, but there is a queer agenda. As in the queer as fuck party game that you can enjoy with friends and fellow allies, or even your adversaries. The Queer Agenda card game was made by the community, for the community, and created for your playing pleasure by the LGBTQA team at Fitz Games. Seriously, Cotton Muffins, this game is so fun. Even the fucking box feels like a high-end Italian leather shoe. Will's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> the Queer Agenda includes hilarious question cards like, I'm giving up dairy, gluten, and blank. And I'm going to use my answer card, Dancing at Denny's on a Weeknight. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't forget the embarrassingly awesome dare cards. Oh, yeah, like the one where our friend was dared to wear your panties on her face as a mask. And she did it. <laughs> Pulled it off. The Queer Agenda has become one of our favorite games to shake shit up on game nights and the expansion packs take it even further. Visit Fitz Games 
games.com. That's Fitz, F-I-T-Z, games.com. And because Fitz Games are dedicated cunt muffins like you, use the promo code NEXTTUESDAY10 to save on your first purchase. Happy playing! Alright, Cunt Muffins, so we're doing something a little different for this season. Obviously, we've already explained that. So, we want you guys to kind of take a time machine trip with us back to the year 2005. Uh, that was the year that YouTube first really started to take off. The Charlie Bet Me video went viral, and emo was a popular style in the cult teenage world. And gauchos! Oh, Do you remember gauchos? Worst fucking thing ever. But does anyone remember the story of Jennifer Wilbanks? If you don't, we're gonna fucking refresh the fuckening that is that of Atlanta's runaway bride. And what better way to do this than sharing an interview that we discovered? To refresh your memory, Jennifer Wilbanks was scheduled to marry her fiancé, John Mason, in April of 2005. It was going to be this lavish event that she had fully planned because she's one of those queens. There would be like 28 members of the wedding party and like 600 guests invited, which is, that's a fucking... That's massive. <laughs> that's a shit ton of people. Should have been a red flag right there. Right, <laughs> Yeah. But days before the wedding, Wilbanks vanished without a trace, sparking a nationwide manhunt. So, bitch went missing and everybody was looking for her. Her family was distraught, they made the rounds on the cable network stations, pleading for her to return and saying that she wasn't the type of person to run away. <laughs> they were fucking wrong. Turns out. And here's the goddamn story. Tonight, for the first time. Who in the world wants all their secrets out there? Not me. Not like this, anyway. Her story finally revealed. On a chilly April night in Georgia, a bride-to-be disappears after saying she was going for a run. Within hours, the story explodes. Police in Georgia are searching for a 32-year-old woman. The questions grip the nation. What could have happened to her? Was she the victim of foul play, or were there cold feet in her running shoes? Hundreds searched, millions more watched. The groom-to-be was devastated. But was he a suspect, or the real victim left at the altar? 72 hours of hoping for the best and fearing the worst, then a phone call. Then a twist no one expected. She had been planning her escape for a week. Her story of abduction concocted. So do you remember uh, this interview at all, Kristen? I do. I, like, vaguely. Okay. So I was a junior or a senior in high school, and I remember this being, like, nationwide news. Mm -hmm. um, but what I also remember from hearing that little play of the interview is if you listen carefully, 
you can hear the Titanic music. It's totally similar, right? Yeah. It's like she is the sinking ship. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there's many points in this interview where I have uh, realized there was an Alanis Morissette background track, and there's also many of Titanic. Okay. And I don't know why... Kate, I don't know why Katie Couric put this shit in there, or her producers did, but it's super funny. But regardless, this whole story is just absolutely fucking insane. Like, really, it's this is the true meaning of fucking when you hear this full-on interview. Mm-hmm. It's insane. So, essentially, like we said, she fucking vanished and she just went ape shit and then ends up calling in from a fucking payphone and payphones back then were awesome. I think what you want to say is she went AWOL. She went AWOL. What did I say? Ape shit. Ape shit. She went ape shit and AWOL. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and she fucking ran away. Mm-hmm. It's insane. That's I mean, what happened. I'm not gonna lie. Once I saw him and heard him it was like... Mm. Oh wait till you hear more. Okay. Good evening, I'm Katie Couric. So what could she possibly have been thinking? Eight weeks ago tonight, bride-to-be Jennifer Wilbanks hopped on a Greyhound bus. She certainly would not have been the first young woman to get cold feet on her way to the altar, but she disappeared without a trace, and the search that followed gripped the entire nation. Now Jennifer and her fiancé, John Mason, finally tell their side of the story. Now speaking out for the first time, Jennifer Wilbanks gives compelling details about the wedding that never was. I love Katie's like pause in mm-hmm. that. The wedding that, that never, never was. was. What do you think? What do you think Jennifer Wilbanks is gonna say? I I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing this. I need to have my memory. What do you remember? I, I just remember her eyes bugging out all the time. <laughs> right? Like she kind of like a chameleon. Katie's or no, Jennifer's? Jennifer's. Yeah. When her eyes would bug out, and I, I half expected her like her, her to change colors, and then like one eye going to the left yeah. and one eye going yeah. to the right, just, <laughs> just whatever. It's like totally. It's, it's a, such a fucked up situation. Yeah, it's too much. But if nothing, entertaining is <laughs> definitely entertaining. And I just want to say, you know, guys, behind this crazy, crazy story, there's a person person that's hurting has been hurting for a long time. Now undergoing psychiatric treatment, Jennifer Wilbanks is confronting the issues she says turned her into the runaway bride. An avid marathon runner, she now admits she's been running from her problems most of her life. And ironically, you know, when I told John I was going to run, that's what I was doing. I was running away because as That's what I've always done. That's what's comfortable to me. Why would Jennifer Wilbanks take off just days before her wedding? Why? Why would she just run off without telling anyone, Kristen? Because this was her plan the whole time. (laughs) You don't have to be a fucking forensic scientist or an analyst. Wait. (laughs) You don't have to be a forensic fucking analyst to understand that this bitch... Literally planned this out because right. she's a narcissistic yes. freak. And notice as she's crying. There's not one tear. No fucking I'm tears. I'm still waiting for a tear. No tears. Mm-mm. First of all, that night my running had absolutely nothing to do 
with this wonderful man sitting right here beside me. She says there are no easy explanations, but there might have been clues and warning signs of trouble deep in Jennifer Wilbank's past. Her story starts here in Gainesville, Georgia, a town that could have doubled as the set for Andy Griffith's Mayberry. I highly doubt that, Katie. <laughs> highly doubt it. I'm going to say that you sprinkled a little bit too much fairy dust on this town. I'm going to say a town that could remind you of the Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> yeah. Good sugar coating there, Katie. By all appearances, hers seemed an idyllic Southern upbringing. She had a twin brother. Jennifer's mother co-owned a sporting goods store. Her father handled land sales for the Georgia Department of Transportation. Life seemed good, but there had been some tough times as well. Her parents divorced when Jennifer was just six. Her mom remarried. From first grade till the end of high school, she alternated living each week between her mom and dad. Later, her childhood home was destroyed by a tornado, but through it all, Jennifer says her love for her family stayed intact. I still kiss my dad on the lips, you know. Okay. <laughs> the fuck, William? Okay. I still kiss my dad on the lips. Mm -mm. <laughs> no. Well, you shouldn't, bitch. No, that doesn't Cause, make it right, Jennifer. Because that's, that's weird. <laughs> I'm starting to get the idea of why you ran. This is too much. If that don't have Gainesville written on it, I don't know what does. Holy <laughs> snakies, Miss Wilbanks. <laughs> Every phone call we end with, I love you. I had a great life, Katie. My parents, fortunately, were able to provide for me and my brother. I grew up in an honest home. We went to church. We had our faith. Jennifer was an honor student and varsity athlete at North Hall High School. But college at the University of Georgia, about 40 miles from home, became one of the first challenges Jennifer would run from. You know, there I was just a number. Um, and that, that was hard for me. It was very overwhelming. What did you study there? I started off uh, pre-med with biology, but then I didn't finish that. <laughs> I got very That's hilarious. I got caught up. You're a funny the, girl, Jennifer. Social scene. You know, everybody obviously dreams about what they want their lives to be like. What did you dream about? Not finishing anything. <laughs> I dreamed of starting puzzles. I mean, if you want to know the truth, my mom has said this. She thinks that I was put on this earth to be a mom. Um, I'm, I'm going to recommend that you get a permanent IUD. She dropped out of college after two years and came home to take a medical assistance position in a Gainesville hospital in the labor and delivery unit. Oh, I loved it. I used to kid around, joke around, and tell everybody that they better check my bags before I leave to make sure I didn't have any of the babies with me. Um, negatory, good buddy. <laughs> mm. I feel like it's an episode of Reno 911. <laughs> what the fuck? So, hey, I just want to let you know that I love babies and I'm going to shove them in my fucking duffel bag. <laughs> just so you know, you better watch the cameras at night because I'm a sly fox. Uh, I feel like your family should have known that the fucking signs were there the you... whole time. 
instead of hungry eyes. Oh my it's God. crazy eyes. <laughs> Reminds me of crazy eyes from fucking Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> no, from, uh, from fucking Orange is the New Black. Oh, no, I didn't even think about that. No, I was thinking about Crazy Eyes. He was the one that taught Larry, uh, you know, about the pu- the pubes yeah. in the throat. <laughs> Never mind. Moving on. I highly recommend that episode. It's fucking hilarious. By her 20s, Jennifer Wilbanks appeared to be a successful, happy young woman. But she says for most of her life, she struggled with being a perfectionist, trying to please everyone all the time. To me, in my mind, it meant admitting that I wasn't perfect. I wasn't about to admit that I needed help. It would be a while before trouble surfaced in public. In the mid-90s, Jennifer Wilbanks was a popular figure in Gainesville and had frequent dates. So Jennifer was a little bit of a horror. <laughs> is what I picked up on there, Katie. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. A little I'm promiscuous. sorry, Georgia, but a popular fucking socialite in Gainesville, Georgia, does not say much. <laughs> does not buckhead. That was a very polite way of saying she gets around. It ain't midtown. Wow. <laughs> Red flags everywhere. It ain't going down at the Claremont Lounge, but maybe for Jennifer. Uh, was a baby-stealing nurse. <laughs> up, so just so I'm clear, up till now, we are at a baby-stealing nurse yes. who slept around all of Gainesville. Yeah. Got it. And her house got torn apart by a tornado. Right. <laughs> had you had any serious boyfriends before you met this guy? Yes, I have. <laughs> Yes, ma'am, I fucked a lot. (laughs) (laughs) To the point, Katie, I fucked anything that moved. I mean, I just, Katie. Did you see her face? Did you see her face right there? Katie. Uh, She looks at him lovingly and then looks right at Katie and is like, hell yeah. (laughs) I knobbed a lot. (laughs) I'm surprised she didn't wink. You know what I mean? Like, a lot, a lot. A lot, a lot, Miss Couric. It gets better. Oh, I'm sure it does. Were you ever engaged or ultra serious about anybody? Or um, I've been engaged before, yes. But we we were engaged just for a, a few months before the wedding was called off. But the wedding was over a year away. So where did you run to the Win Dixie? Yes, I ran away from him, too. To Wanda. Listen, Julia Roberts, you are not, my dear. Right. This is not... Go on. I'm just going to reserve judgment. I mean, I have it. After the broken engagement, though, some serious problems spilled out into the open. In the 1990s, she was arrested twice for shoplifting and once for theft. A $37 theft from Walmart. Later that year, $1,740 worth of merchandise from a shopping mall. In April of 98, charged with taking $98 worth of merchandise from still another store. I know that time you spent two weekends in jail. Right. They often say, Jennifer, and I'm sure you both know this, that this kind of behavior or committing this kind of crime isn't about the stuff. Cry for help. Right. Was that a cry for help? And was anyone listening? Maybe it was a cry for help, but no one was listening. Your mom and dad knew, right? That you had shoplifted. Oh, yes. I mean, after the fact, yes. But did they say, 
honey, you need to get some help or? No, they just said it ain't nothing but a bunch of butter in oil. <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking. Like, do you know this shit? Like you. Those allegations are a bunch of bitter and owl. Listen, Winona Ryder. You stole from Walmart, not right. Saks. Right. I don't understand. That's like stealing from the family dollar. It's crazy. This is fucking insanity. It's a cry for help. Listen, John, we don't need your fucking two cents in your peanut gallery, okay? Just sit there, shut the fuck up, and oh, look stupid. No. It's Jason. Whatever the fuck. Jason. What did I say? Wait, John? Wait, Jason? Wait until Whatever. you find out what she stole. They say it? Yeah. Oh, get, get, to, get me to it. What's going on here? Or did they just sort of brush it under the carpet in a way, too? Mm-hmm. That $37 theft from Walmart... What was that about? What did you steal for $37? I'm just curious. Funny enough, a bridal magazine. And I don't even... Well, that didn't cost $37. No, I think a video. DVD. A DVD. And that's something else. I, I never had to steal. So she stole. I'm so... A bridal magazine and a video. What did you steal? The Runaway Bride? Yeah. No, a DVD. This is the first time that Jason in this entire interview speaks up, and all he says is DVD. DVD. (laughs) I mean, uh... he might as well be saying like venereal disease. (laughs) She's like, what else did you pick up at at Walmart? I don't even want. Exactly. This is crazy. Jennifer says the largest theft in question occurred when she was a department store employee and allowed friends to take merchandise. She says she actually turned herself in. Jennifer says she paid back the money to all the stores involved. For the next several years, her life seemed on track. And in late 2003, it got even better. She had met Mr. Wright. I would have, okay, after I saw that, I was like, you mean Mr. Wrong Turn? (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, I get why you ran. I get it. In the fall of 2003, eight years after her first engagement was broken, Jennifer Wilbanks was about to meet the perfect guy. She was 31. I think I was that person growing up that everybody thought would be the first one to get married and have children and, you know, the white picket fence. I think they all knew and expected that when I did do it, it was going to be big. Like Jennifer, 31-year-old John Mason, an office manager, had been waiting for just the right person to come along. He also had a small-town Georgia upbringing. His father, an attorney, had served as mayor of Duluth, Georgia, in the late 70s and early 80s. A loving family is well-known, well-respected. Uh, yeah, we had, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, uh, very privileged, I would think. So what he means to say is very white privileged. Very, he did say privileged. Very Privileged, aka white privileged, mm-hmm. family known in the town, mm-hmm. known about, mm-hmm. and she's over here like I'm just looking for butter and oil and love. That's <laughs> that's exactly I what mean, she was that's doing. Literally, she's like, let me hang out my Lucy Goosey and see what's gonna snag. Yep. I understand though, 
speaking of wholesome, mister, that you were kind of wild when you were younger. Is this true? <laughs> yes, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me uh, why you've gotten that reputation in, in your youth as being a, a bit of a party animal. Why I got that reputation? Because it was true. Because <laughs> you I earned guess. it. Yeah, right, because it was true. <laughs> what he means to say is I was out there hitting, slinging, and sucking everything I could get a hold of in goddamn fucking Gainesville, Georgia, and Athens as well. Well, it sounds like he found his queen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just crown them both. And I love that, like, snide, like, little <laughs> laugh. Oh, yes, ma'am. Well, yes, ma'am, Miss Yes, Katie. ma'am. Yes, I cow-tipped and titty-dipped. Yes, I couldn't keep my dick out of a socket if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> my dick's been in a couple of glory holes in my yeah. day. Yeah, I have been. I level with a penis before. For sure, John. <laughs> Jason, whatever the fuck your name is. But about six years ago, John became a born-again Christian. Jennifer and John's paths crossed when Jennifer's aunt noticed that, like Jennifer, John was also a runner. She called me at the office and said, you know, I got a, a niece I'd love for you to meet. She's a runner like you are. She's a Christian. I think you, you two would really hit it off. You're going to go run sometime or something like that. So I said, all right, Shirley, give me your phone number. That's fine. He called right away, and they spoke for six hours. What did you talk about? Everything? Everything under the sun. What do you think they talked about, Kristen? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even want to venture a guess with this couple. It, it, it... Well, it feels like everything's game with these motherfuckers. I don't know. I don't know. I need to, I need to learn more. She probably was like, hey, I want to tell you I am a Christian and I like foosball and sometimes I like to drink but not too much because that's sinful, and I'm looking to marry. Yeah, that's exactly what she did. She set it up, and she was like, I mean, I'm no prude, though. <laughs> gotta keep you, gotta keep them nice and teased. I found out she has a love for football and Georgia football and the Falcons and all stuff that I loved. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> if, she, if this girl's pretty, she's perfect. What if she was ugly? <laughs> Just saying, what if she was ugly? She likes football, the Braves, and if she's pretty, this might be the fucking one. I might just have to string her up, put a <laughs> ringy on the dinghy. Put a ring on that. So pretty soon after you all met, you knew that this was the real deal. Oh, I knew before I met her. Um, I just knew she was going to be beautiful. I didn't have any doubt in my mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what she told you on that phone in that six-hour conversation. Yeah. But you definitely got a heart on. And secondly, <laughs> you definitely did. <laughs> if things got so goddamn serious so fucking fast after a date or two, yeah. she blew you. Yeah. She absolutely performed no, oral. She's a good Christian woman. She may be a good Christian woman who's good at oral. <laughs> I mean, we. I'm Christian, and I'm fucking it's fabulous. It's only sex if it's in the vagina. Exactly. <laughs> Jennifer told me that, that either the night before or the day after, she's like, you know you might be coming to meet your wife. I just kind of... <gasps> <laughs> uh, but it was once I met her, it was really easy. I'm sorry. I don't know what country you think this is. This is not an arranged marriage. You're two fucking grown adults. <laughs> Wait, can we just acknowledge his... <gasps> <laughs> I overlooked it, but you're right. It's annoying. They're perfect for each other. It was just, everything about it was easy, I thought. It was. I think, sir, what you're trying to say 
I read between the lines. <laughs> she was really easy. Yeah. I mean, everything about her was easy. It was easy. Okay. <laughs> so easy that okay. they got Titanic engaged easy. last August, 10 months after their first date. They were preparing dinner at John's house. And I had to bring in my pocket and I turned and showed it to her and she started crying. I got down on one knee and she's just crying. I was like, um, you know, will you marry me? And she's just crying. And I said, uh, I asked you a question. <laughs> It'd be nice for you to answer, please. And she did. They eventually began living together at his place. But in stark contrast to John's younger, wilder days, they decided premarital sex was out of the question. Why was it important for both of you to remain chaste or to not Pure. have intimate relations? Sorry, I feel like Dr. Ruth here, <laughs> but uh, before your marriage. You want to go or do you want me to? I mean, lies, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just, I want to be like, um, well, Katie, it's not considered sex if it's in the butt. <laughs> or in the Literally, mouth or the ear. Right. Or my hands. <laughs> You guys are fucking filthy liars. Continue. That was very important to both of us. It, that happened actually during the first our first conversation. She was asking me what kind of relationship we would have, and I said the relationship if you and I ever had one would be would be honoring God. And what I mean by that is we would be we'd be pure until marriage. And if people are skeptical, John, about that to you, what do you mean skeptical? Most people didn't ask me that because they knew how I how I was living my life and how I had changed my life. Uh, or how God had changed my life. Was that before or after the beer pong? <laughs> <laughs> Most exactly. people, you already admitted. Exactly. You said, I had a reputation. At what point when you pulled the foreskin out of your mouth did you say, um, I think I'm going to change my life and be godly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is this is this is terrible. They're both fucking liars. Yeah, they are. They are. It's so, this is such a, Fucked up situation. Um, I'm in it to win it. <laughs> in keeping with their religious beliefs, Jennifer and John decided there would be no alcohol served at their wedding reception. Okay. Boring. <laughs> Already, I would have said that's a that's a note for me and my date. Don't. I'm gonna say this, Comp Muffin. We'll never have a wedding without don't a fucking. Don't fucking invite me to a wedding where you don't have alcohol. In fact, don't invite anybody to, to a God. wedding because you will basically just only fuck yourself what over. What the fuck? You will fuck yourself over. Yes. Your gifts will suck. Everything's gonna get lower. If you don't want to drink on your wedding, don't. No. Yeah, you don't have to drink, but no. your fucking guests do because we got to dress up. I got to put on my manx. You got to put on your spanx. We yeah. got to get all dolled up. And, and if you show invite William, and, if you invite William and I to your fucking wedding, best believe, if I get there and there is not a fucking open bar, we're gonna have a problem. Yeah. I'm gonna say, William, get our gift off the table. We're going and, home, and I'm gonna flip the fucking table on the way out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to flip it. What kind of fucking wedding is this? And I'm going to say, we're not friends anymore. Get out of my life. But it was still going to be one of the biggest social events of the season, costing nearly $50,000. $50,000. On what fucking planet? But no alcohol. you have a $50,000 wedding <laughs> with not even champagne? Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. Jesus turned water into wine, motherfucker. What are you serving? <laughs> Lobster? Yeah. And if that's true, you know what goes really great with wop lobster? Fucking white wine. Yes. You rotten bitch. This spring, as their big day drew closer and closer, 
Jennifer Wilbanks and John Mason were in the final planning stages. The date on the invitation, Saturday, April 30th. No one had a clue, but Jennifer would soon be making other plans. As she kept up appearances, she dealt with caterers, gown fittings, eight different showers. It was hectic, but it was what she always wanted. Eight? How, who the fuck likes you enough to have eight <laughs> I didn't even have one. Oh my good fuck. god damn. Ain't nobody ever given me no goddamn shower. This is... This God. is eight showers. Fuck, I didn't even get a fucking card from any of my relatives. I'm starting to put this piece together. <laughs> this bitch had no intentions of getting married to this fucker. No. She wanted all of the gifts and everything. Yes. Yeah, I see where it's going. Hold. Uh, Her go ahead. Her fucking gift registry at Walmart, which she shoplift from. I've talked about this day for a very long time. People that have grown up with me and that have just come into my life as an adult know that I have always dreamed of that fairy tale wedding and that it was just gonna have to happen for me or I don't think I would have been happier any other way. Hey, guess what, bitch? Life isn't a fucking fairy tale. It is life. Sometimes things don't work out the way you want them to, but what the fuck? You just I mean, move on. She just, oh, I mean. Mm. Everybody that knows me knows this. I always wanted to be a, a wife and I wanted to wear a white gown. I wanted to get married in the big church. And Sounds like you should have been wearing a red dress, bitch. And I really like butter and oil. I don't get this butter and oil. What is this? Bitter and owl. The reception at the posh Atlanta Athletic Club in Duluth. 14 bridesmaids, is that right? Yes. 14 groomsmen. <laughs> 600 invited guests, right? I'm going to say, though, there was 30 in my party. <laughs> you had 30 people? There was 30 of, yeah. 30 bridesmaids? No. Total. Of so 14, grooms and... 14 girls, 14 guys, and okay. me and Dwight. So there was 30. However, uh, I never dreamed of that. That's okay. No, I never dreamed of it. It was the 90s. No, that's not why it happened. <laughs> because after Dwight asked me to marry him, when we were home for a weekend, this motherfucker got so drunk... Um, that he started asking all of his friends to be in the wedding without even discussing this with me, which whatever. Right. And then the numbers, I like, so friends were coming up to me when we were out and they're like, oh my God, your wedding's going to be the best. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. And I, I'm so, I'm so honored to be, you know, asked to be in it. And I was like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you didn't even know. No, I had no idea. And I was like, what? <laughs> so my husband, I walked over to him and I said, hey babe, can I talk to you for just a quick little sucky? <laughs> um, I've had so and so and so and so and so and so approach me. Uh, I'm doing the math on my hands, and uh, <laughs> we're at you're way the fuck people. over, right? <laughs> and he was like, "What are you talking about? They're all my friends." And I was like, "Yeah, hey dumbass, you forgot about my brothers, yeah, and your brother." Holy shit! And he just looked at me and he was like, oh, I fucked up." That's a lot. And I'm of like, people. "You did fuck up because now, now." By my count, we're up to 14. Did you have to pay men. for their, like, attire? No, of course oh, not. Okay. But that, the, the bottom line was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> so I had to have my fucking aunts and my cousins along with my closest girlfriends because I wasn't going to just pick some willy-nilly people to be in my fucking wedding. Like, anywho. By standards of your friends and other weddings, was it unusually large? I think from the bridesmaids, groomsmen part, it probably was a little bit. Because we are older, we couldn't decide where to draw the line. And then 
for me, it would break my heart to even have to draw a line because, you know, this was, this was a big day for me. This was the most important day thus far of my life. And all I keep hearing is me, 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 me. It's my day, my day, my day, my day, my day. Me, 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 me. God damn it. I hate her. I just hate her. I wanted everybody that I loved and was a part of my life to be there and witness it. That's a lot of planning, lots of logistics. Did you feel overwhelmed, nervous that, gee, I want everything to go Perfect. perfectly? Did you feel under tremendous pressure during that period of time? Absolutely. I wasn't feeling pressure from everyone because it was exactly what I wanted. But obviously I, I was stressed because I am a perfectionist and I want everything perfect. Well, you didn't perfect the whole idea of being a fucking normal Does person. Does that make me crazy? <coughs> Does that make me crazy? <laughs> Jennifer had registered for Lennox China, her pattern, Solitaire, Lismore Tall Crystal by Waterford, and the Grand Baroque pattern by Wallace for her silver. Family members, especially Jennifer's mom, were excited. Wedding gifts arrived and plans progressed. But as the day drew closer, fears and anxieties that Jennifer had suppressed for years started to bubble to the surface. Could she somehow escape? I would see John and or I would talk to Vicky, his mom, and she was, you know, would tell me about the flower arrangements that she had, you know, was working on for the centerpieces. You know, my mom was all excited and you know my dad and I remember my dad and I were um, joking about walking down the aisle together and not tripping you know not tripping one another and so you know during those moments it would just ease the take the edge off the pressure a little bit or not the the pressure that I was feeling internally not pressure from the wedding but pressure to run right so I, you know it kind of pacified me um, for the moment, you know, temporarily. So she's basically coming up with a lot of like terms and excuses of this is crazy. Pacifier, dick in my mouth, but yeah. not with John, because John and me are Christians and we live together, but we don't do sex and step in the butt because it's unchristian. Exactly. Exactly. Eggs fucking. Just exactly. being fucking weird. Jennifer says she handled things the way she always did. She kept them inside. Did you ever talk to anyone, Jennifer, about how you were feeling? It sounds as if you've got great friends and a loving family. I, I'm very lucky. I have wonderful friends and a wonderful family. That, you know, what I want to say to those people is it's not their fault. It, I wouldn't have come to you under any circumstances, no matter what. So five days before the last shower, 11 days before the wedding, on April 19th, she sneaked away and bought a Greyhound bus ticket. I'm sorry, do you not hear the fucking I can Titanic? See it, I do hear it, but it's like, it's dun, super dun, close. Dun, dun, yeah, dun, it's dun, super close. Dun, yeah. For the next several days, Jennifer wavered. Then, on the day the ticket would expire, Tuesday the 26th, just four days before the wedding, she made up her mind. What was it that made you reach that breaking point where you said, I have got to get out of here. Well, I just looked at him and I said, is this really Ooh. the man that I want to spend the rest of my life with? And then I came to the conclusion, Katie, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I know everybody wants this great answer to that, 
but it wasn't one certain thing or I there I mean there was one moment when I said I cannot do this he's got a crooked dick and a bad attitude I can't do it <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore <laughs> on the night of Tuesday April 26 just four days before her wedding bride-to-be Jennifer Wilbanks told her fiance John Mason she was going out for a run. It was around 8.30. In fact, it was a cut and run. She had chopped off her shoulder length hair. You brought some scissors with you and just decided you were gonna cut it all off. Yeah. Any reason? It's called premeditation, Katie. <laughs> I didn't wanna be found. Jennifer says she had only $140 on her. She then took a taxi to catch a Greyhound bus at the Atlanta airport. Why didn't you get on an airplane? Did you think you could be traced because of the manifest and ID? I wasn't thinking anything like that at the time. I just... Everything else is shit, Katie. I just wanted to get on a bus. <laughs> I felt like I needed to greyhound it <laughs> real hard. Um, 140 and a pair of scissors, and you thought that you were gonna you're gonna cab it to the Atlanta airport from where? Uh, Duluth they lived. Cut my where hair off. I think Duluth. Duluth. Yeah. You first of all, for cut those my of you, hair off. For those of you who don't know, this is pre Uber. <laughs> go go to Duluth to the fucking airport would literally probably be about 80 bucks at the time in 2005. What's, what's the airport's name called? Hartsfield? Latoya Jackson yeah, International. International Galactic. <laughs> yeah. So my point and is you left with 140, bitch. You right there. That, guess what? Guess what? You're lying. <laughs> you did not bring $140 with you. You bring a shit ton more. Yeah. The Greyhound ticket alone was probably $40. Mm-hmm. $80, and I'm going to assume you tipped, but unless you stole it. Yeah. Yeah, you probably gave the tip and then took it back because you're a fucking thief. <laughs> you're already out of money, bitch. You did not have 140 She's a fucking liar. Yeah. Continue. It was around 10.15 that night, back at the house, that Jennifer's fiancé, John Mason, first got concerned. I was like, oh, she's been gone a long time. Should I go look for her? And I drove all around Duluth looking in all the ditches that I could find. You said you were looking in ditches. I was looking all over the place. I didn't know she could have turned an ankle and fallen or somebody could have beaten her up. I didn't know what to expect at that point. Suspicious. <laughs> I was looking in ditches all over for her. Do what you are think you? he Why, was in John? on this? Why, John? Do you think he was in on this? I don't know. So they can get publicity and money? I was just riding around the block and looking in the ditches and shit. And oh, my God. God damn it, Janet. Your first thought was, I'm, I was checking ditches. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know if she could hurt herself. He had no idea that Jennifer felt besieged. That she would run away never occurred to him. But at 10.30 that night, she was gone. And she was scared, lonely, and absolutely desperate. That night, in that moment, it, it really became a life or death decision for me. Why she felt that way wouldn't be known until later. At that moment, all Jennifer says she could do was flee. She got on the bus and began her odyssey on the interstate. Do you know what that reminds me of? What? That song. What? Come along on this ride on my... Fantasy, Fantasy voyage. voyage. <laughs> yeah. 
all sorts of things. Um, I was very, very scared. I think those first several hours I didn't sleep. I just sat in the window seat by myself and I just stared out the window. When you're on that bus, at any point in time did you think, my family is sick, sick with worry. My fiance is probably so undone by this. Cue fake cry. Okay, let's see. I didn't think about what it would do to other people. Did you try not to think about them? I tried not to, but only because I didn't care. It's just that's my way. Your fucking, fucking eyes are drier Oscar. than the Sahara. Fucking Oscar right here. This Oscar. Fucking Oscar. No, I wouldn't even give her that. Maybe. What the fuck? This is terrible. Fucking what the fuck? I'm no psychologist, but this is completely see-through. I just... <laughs> when people do this... <laughs> I felt like I just, I, 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 I knew. Oh, she's the worst. Give me a break, bitch. I was running from that. I mean, it, I knew that I had hurt them. So I just pushed it down, tried, you know, tried not to think about it. And I know that sounds so harsh. But as the bus rumbled through the night, she says she cried about what she was doing to her family and fiance. Her thinking so frazzled, she barely had a destination. She decided on Austin, Texas, because days earlier, while planning her getaway, she saw the city in a documentary featuring actor Matthew McConaughey. I wasn't going there to find Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, you were, bitch! <laughs> That's exactly what you went, you fucking... Hello, <laughs> bitch. Was he, was he living there at the time? He was living in Austin, Texas. At that time. She saw him on one of the E! special things with the actors and shit. And she fucking was like, I'm going to get a ticket on a Greyhound out of, what's it called? Latoya La La Galactic <laughs> International Airport. And I'm going to go meet up with McConaughey. Yeah. Because he wouldn't run at all. I was watching that and I was like, oh. That's, I'll go to Austin, Texas. It just seemed like it wasn't out of reach. I could get there, um, you know, could find something to do when I got there. But she never did get there. The next morning, after more than 10 hours on the bus, it all began to hit her. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, I really did it. You know, I didn't go home. You know, I ran away and I panicked from that moment on. I panicked. So she eventually ends up contacting uh, someone in her family or even calling John, and she basically says that um, she was kidnapped. She ended up calling 911 from a payphone. Yep. The search fanned out across a wide area, but not, it turns out, wide enough, because Jennifer was actually on the other side of the country, spending her third night on the run at the Las Vegas bus depot. Arriving in Albuquerque Friday night, her fourth night on the run, she wandered around Albuquerque's east side and picked up this payphone outside a 7-Eleven. And I just felt kind of backed into a corner at that moment. Jennifer says she had no idea the search had been so big. Baby, where are you? By the time John picked up the phone, Jennifer had concocted a cover story. As Georgia police listened in, she described how she had been kidnapped. Her stepfather told Jennifer to call police in Albuquerque to report the crime. 
Within moments, Jennifer had embellished her tale. A Hispanic man mm-hmm. and a Caucasian woman. Mm-hmm. White privilege. Yep. This is ridiculous. It was my friend and her gardener. Like what the like what the, the fuck is wrong with her? I was I think her I mean I would say in her forties maybe. What is his weight? Do you think approximately Ben had a medium build? It was medium build, yeah. Back in Georgia, at first there was jubilation. She had been the victim of a kidnapping, but released alive. By then though, Jennifer had told police even more disturbing details. She had been forced into a blue van and raped. A heartbreaking story, but not a word of it was true. At Albuquerque Police Headquarters, her story collapsed. I think that it just sort of clicked with me and it clicked with them that I wasn't telling the truth. I got really scared. I knew that I couldn't keep that up. I thought there's gonna be this manhunt out there for these people and, you know, there's going to be these people that are wrongly accused. Or people that just don't fucking exist. Um, so you're more worried about what's happening to the imaginary people right. than your fucking fiancé right. being suspected <laughs> of killing you. <laughs> right. She felt more for the people who were in her head <laughs> than the people exactly. who, who were in her life. God damn it. Wow. Come on, Jennifer. God damn it. Because of me, and I felt horrible about that. At one point, I know, one of the detectives reportedly said, we can stop looking for the van, right? And you Mm -hmm. said yes. Mm -hmm. How did you come up with that story? How? Um, Maybe I've watched too many cops and robbers movies. I I don't know. I think anybody robbed you. I'm going to say butter butter and oil. (laughs) I don't get that. You have to explain that to me. I don't understand it. It's from, it's from SNL when uh, Kristen Wiig did uh, Paula Dean, and she oh, butter said, and it's just a bunch of butter and oil. <laughs> I was angry for about five minutes, and then I realized, well, that's the best possible outcome. Because Wednesday morning, I guess, when everybody was gathering, we're like, all right, there's four outcomes to this. We either find her dead, we find her raped, we find her beat up, or we find out she's just run away. I got the best one. Damn, John. <laughs> this is some, this is some, some dark. Okay, some, John. Some dark <laughs> lanes you just went down, sir. Or, or Jason. Or John. Whoever the fuck it's you are. It's John. As we were all praying for God to bring her home, and he did. No, God didn't bring her home. She brought herself home. <laughs> no, just know. so we're clear there, Johnny boy. But instead of walking down the aisle, Jennifer was soon walking the media gauntlet. Jennifer, anything to say about this It was April 30th. It was supposed to be her wedding day. Meanwhile, you're flying back from Albuquerque with a very different kind of veil. It's oh. called a veil of shame. <laughs> what were you thinking? Were you terrified to face your fiance and your family and all those people and the police and everyone who'd been searching high and low for you? I was terrified. I was humiliated. Um, hence that's why I kept my face covered. And quite frankly, I didn't want to face them. I didn't want to. Well, I'm going to tell you this, Jennifer. In the walk of shame, though there are many, honey, 
sometimes you just got to pull that towel off of your fucking head and walk home and just endorse that you have fucked up. (laughs) Sometimes. Sometimes you have to, bitch. Put on the heels and walk the walk. Sometimes you just have to say, fuck it, I fucked up, and goddammit, I'm going home. John will be there to open the goddamn door. You got to admit, that's so fucking funny. When she returned to Georgia, Jennifer Wilbanks got some sympathy, but also faced tremendous anger. The media pursuit continued. I am more or less just shut down. I went back to my um, parents' house, went down into the basement. Get out of the basement, Jennifer! (laughs) That's a bad idea! Get out of there! Maybe she has bodies down there. To the amazement of millions, Jennifer Wilbanks' fiance, John Mason, who was put through the ringer in the bizarre episode, still wanted to be at her side. At an undisclosed location near Atlanta, Jennifer is now undergoing inpatient psychiatric treatment, but was given a weekend pass during which she sat down for this interview. She says she's finally confronting issues. Let's just go ahead. Let's let's check her out from inpatient treatment for a national fucking interview, because that's not a setback at all. Asked Jennifer to marry you all over again, didn't you, when she came back? I mean, you never wavered in your commitment to her. Mm. Never even thought twice about it. You didn't think, whoa, wait a second. My fiance just split on me. (laughs) There's a wedding plan for 600 people. She's in a Greyhound bus traveling around the country. She makes up this cockamamie story about being kidnapped. (laughs) You didn't for one second say, (laughs) cock-a-doody-doo. I really want to, I really want to just say, Cockamanie bookstore. It's a cockadoody book. This isn't. This is like. Is this misery? This is, why the fuck would this guy sit next to this? God damn it, John! I want to kick you in the fucking teeth, John. John, I want to pop your man, your little lady balls. Is what yeah. I want. I want to pop them like little little. 14-year-old girl pimples. Left them in Athens. God Jesus damn it. Christ. How far do you tuck that thing? Hmm. Hold on. Maybe this isn't the girl for me. Not really, no. I, when she got back, we talked about, all right, what do we do now? I said, well, you got to get some help, first and foremost. Maybe we will get married, <laughs> married one day. Why is it her? Why, Maybe why you got to get right with Jesus. Why is it her fault? You're part of the problem, John. I guess the question... Everyone wants to know the answer to is a very simple one. Why? Honestly, I wish I could give you and everybody else that answer because I know that they want to hear that and they deserve to hear that. But I honestly, I don't know. And this is the part that a lot of people don't know. I had a bottle of pills or I had the bus ticket. And I decided not to play God that day and decide when it was time for me to go. So I got on that bus. Were there other alternatives? Sure there were. But that's all I knew at that moment, Katie. Nope. (laughs) No, you didn't. Bottle of what? (laughs) Baby aspirin? (laughs) Fucking. Now that you come out in the public, Jennifer, you had a bottle of pills or a bus ticket. 
You didn't tell even your family members this? Yeah. Bullshit. I call bullshit. You could have taken Delta. <laughs> you say you had a bottle of pills. Were you seriously considering suicide? Yes. Clearly, these demons don't kind of show up overnight. Exactly. How long had you been wrestling with this? This is a sad part about it for me since birth. Have they told you it's depression? Okay. So you remember okay. anything before? I have to say, I have to say that, and I'm not making fun of anyone with mental health issues. No, because this is, but this is clearly fake. I myself have mental health issues. I know, PTSD, I tell you all the time. trauma. <laughs> we all have a, I've we all seen, have a thing. Yeah, there, mm-hmm. everybody's got their twitch of yeah. some sort. But this is complete fucking bullshit. bullshit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, 100%. Jennifer, you can come after me if you want to. I don't care. I'm telling you now, this is complete bullshit. Worst acting I've ever seen. Have they told you it's depression or panic disorder or anxiety? Right. All of the above. Have they? So they've diagnosed you with anything specifically or? No. We're not supposed to put labels on it. Stop. Because there's you not. weren't, there's you not. were not diagnosed with anything because She's none of the people that were shit. in the treatment center that you went into, all of these very well trained and educated doctors, yeah, they know you're full of shit. Yes, so that's why nothing has been documented. Or, oh um, wait, there is a label, narcissist. Yes, yes, narcissist. You, you're not sick. You're not mentally sick. You're a fucking freak of nature who wants all the attention on her and daddy's little girl. Some people are furious about this, livid, that you concocted this story, that you misled your family and friends and the general public. What would you say to those people right now who are watching this and are still hopping mad? Like well, us. <laughs> I love uh, I love Katie saying hopping mad. What do you think she's going to say? I, mm, I, I'm getting really fed up with this girl. And this happened how many years ago? 2005. Yeah, yeah, so 16 years ago. I'm so fed up with her that I want to just punch her in the throat right through the screen. <laughs> so I actually don't feel anything <laughs> other than anger. Other than anger. The court has determined Jennifer should make amends for all the grief she's caused. She's been put on two years probation and will do 120 hours of some kind of community service. $66,000 worth of law enforcement resources were dedicated to her search over four days. She has paid the city of Duluth more than $13,000 for their share of overtime and extra expenses and will pay $2,500 more to the sheriff's office. But there are those who say it isn't enough. And many people in Duluth are angry at reports she and John have sold the rights to their life story for a possible movie or book deal. And there it is. There it fucking is. I believe that he was part of this. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. And this is what the locals had to say. And this woman here particularly, mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. because she... <laughs> literally tells how it is. I don't think she have any kind of more standards at all. I have no sympathy for her. I think she's a disgusting human being. Someone I know said, 
She just wanted to be famous. I think a lot of people have all sorts of theories and explanations for why you did what you did. When you hear that, what do you think? How, how can anybody think that that's what I was trying to gain out of this? I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. No. Uh, book you, deal and movie deal. You <laughs> literally perked up in the interview at the end when she, Katie asked you that. You went from depressive to perk the fuck up mm -hmm. when she said that. You lit the fuck up. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happened. Narcissist. I wish I, I wish you were interviewing me because I had won the American Idol. Mm. You know? Ding, 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 ding. But that was never going to happen, so I had to get creative. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Who... Who in the world wants all their secrets out there? Jennifer Wilbanks hopes that when people learn her full story, they will come to see her as she sees herself, as a real person with real problems, not as a headline. What do you hope people take away from this interview, Jennifer? I hope that people <clears throat> will allow me to learn who I truly am. So I hope that as I go through this healing process and, and start to learn more about myself, accept myself, love myself for who I am, that everybody else will too. They, I mean, they really should have labeled this interview odd, wide, open. I know. <laughs> I mean, really. This is, she, she doesn't even hardly blink. You know, that? she hardly blinks. After hearing Jennifer recount her version of events, there are still a lot of unanswered questions. What was she really afraid of? Is she as emotionally undone as she claims? And should she really be able to capitalize on what she did? You can't help but get the feeling that there is still more to her story. Secrets that she has not yet revealed and perhaps never will. In the meantime, scores of wedding gifts are sitting in an extra bedroom at John Mason's house. And if Jennifer and John ultimately decide that they're not going to get married, the gifts will be returned. So can, can I just say that I fucking love Katie Couric. I love her. I love her. Um, she did a marvelous piece on this whole thing. Um, and also, I want to tell you guys, like, what happened with Jennifer. So Jennifer was scheduled to marry her fiance, Jason. No, John. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I keep saying Jason. I, I don't, don't know, know why. why. Um, I don't know why either. Uh, John Mason in April of 2005. However, uh, after all this shit happened, Will Banks was eventually sentenced to two years of probation, 120 hours of community service, and ongoing mental health counseling. A judge also ordered her to pay the sheriff's department $2,550 mm -hmm. to cover some of the costs for searching for her. She also agreed to pay $13,250 to the city of Duluth, Georgia, to help for the overtime cost the city incurred searching for her, which to me doesn't seem like enough Not even of remotely a, enough. a penalty or punishment mm -mm. at all. That's called white privilege right there. White motherfucking privilege. Here's the kicker. 
Jennifer today, and we're going to say today with like 2017, because that's the only fucking interview I could find of her. Will Banks is no longer desperate, still, <laughs> still living in Georgia. She's in a long-term relationship with Greg Hudson. Who the fuck is Greg? <laughs> well, if that was 2000, 2017, I'm going to assume he no longer exists. What happened to Jason John? <laughs> right. Jason John. <laughs> it, I guess it didn't work out, Jennifer. Mm-mm. The owner of a landscaping company, Greg Hudson... And the couple has been together since 2010, although they've never really walked down the aisle. So am I gathering from this that she did not have a child? She has not from this report. Uh, and I think so I want to say... she was say... 32 in 2005. In 2017, so she would have been... Well, no, she's old as shit now. No, I'm, I mean, what 2005. is old? So old, Too old to have a baby. So, no, yeah, her eggs are not dropping substantially No, her eggs anymore. have cobwebs. So, they, yeah. so back to my, one of my first statements is that she should never procreate. <laughs> right. And it turns out she didn't. So she did something right. On her social media, um, and, and guys, at Cunt Muffins, we say to you guys, please don't try to look her up or anything. Like, leave her alone. Like, she's done her damage yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that. Leave her alone. Um, but on her social media, Will Banks dotes on her nephews and nieces. So, in a way, she does have some form of children. Um, she interacts with large children. I mean, you know, nieces and nephews, like your kids and, you know, your kids and my kids and like Uh, thereof. I don't have any children. You didn't run away from your soon to be husband and and claim that you were gang raped by a fucking Mexican fucking drug lord. Now, did you? But, you know, times are tough for everyone and you make bad decisions. Okay. I get Um, it. Jennifer has certainly made her, I would say, fucking strawberry basket full of bad decisions. But, however, uh, she interacts with a large circle of friends and posts, and she loves to post inspirational quotes on her social media. Jennifer, I'm going to just give you some word of advice. Please don't do that. I don't think you're the person to do that, so don't do that. But uh, you go for it, girl. Um. Outstanding. It's just outstanding. Despite the outrage at Will Banks' actions in 2005, many people feel like it's water under the bridge. And, quote, I think the community has completely forgotten about Jennifer until now. (laughs) (laughs) one of her friends told a show that uh i think what she went through was worse for her than just about anybody this is all coming from gainesville georgia everyone uh to have to come home and face the music like that i i can really say it into words that you guys would understand if you would like me to do so and i will do that right now it's butter and oil (laughs) Is that where you're going to go? Bitter and ow. <laughs> Paula Dean, give me a biscuit. Uh, what her friend meant to say was, I think what she went through was, you know, super bad for her. And um, it that would be bad for just about anybody. 
but to come <laughs> this is I, I i mean literally it's so hard it's like this is worse than polk county i think what she i think what she went through were <laughs> can't even get it out it's I know, so bad, so bad. <laughs> this is all written and documented i think it was really bad for her and what's worse is it was bad for anybody but to have to come home and face music like that that was really bad in the big picture who did it really hurt? Her and her family. Adds Sergeant Hoffman. You know what, Sergeant Hoffman? I'm going to need you to go back to fucking, like... <laughs> I'm going to need you to retire now. Yeah, it's time for you to go off, man. Mm. You're done. And he adds, I hope they're in a better place than they were back then. Well, God damn it, Hoffman. Anyways, with all that being said and done, the... Uh, most important message is that Jennifer obviously will live with this whole embarrassment for the rest of her life, and that is punishment enough. Regardless yeah. of that, it is a very um, interesting story, and we hope you guys enjoyed it. And the human mind is fascinating. It is Never disappoints. So. Um, and this was just our thoughts yeah. of what happened. You know, we don't really know what she felt or what she was dealing with. So that's all we can say. Unless you've been living under a rock, you know there isn't really a gay agenda. Oh, but there is a queer agenda. As in the queer as fuck party game that you can enjoy with friends and fellow allies or even your adversaries. The Queer Agenda card game was made by the community, for the community, and created for your playing pleasure by the LGBTQA team at Fitz Games. Seriously, Cotton Muffins, this game is so fun. Even the fucking box feels like a high-end Italian leather shoe. Will's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> the Queer Agenda includes hilarious question cards like, I'm giving up dairy, gluten, and blank. And I'm gonna use my answer card, Dancing at Denny's on a Weeknight. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't forget the embarrassingly awesome dare cards. Oh, yeah, like the one where our friend was dared to wear your panties on her face as a mask. And she did it. <laughs> Pulled it off. The Queer Agenda has become one of our favorite games to shake shit up on game nights, and the expansion packs take it even further. Visit FitzGames.com. That's Fitz, F-I-T-Z, Games.com. And because Fitz Games are dedicated cunt muffins like you, use the promo code NEXT. Tuesday 10 to save on your first purchase. Happy playing! And now it's time for Down to Clown. Down to Clown is where one of us tells the other a crazy news story and we ask ourselves, are we down to clown? This week is William's Week. This is William with CYNT News, the news that makes your twat Waffle. Waffle! An Australian mother of two and radio personality, Veronica Milsom, is on a mission to raise her six-month-old daughter, Zoe, with as little waste as possible. Mm -mm. Obviously, that's a pretty hard task with a baby. Just think of all the waste that shit and wipes produced per day. But the mom was committed to trying a zero-waste lifestyle and wanted to start the project with a bang oh, no. by cooking her placenta into sausage rolls. Excuse me, ma. It seems she really means it 
It seems she really means it when she says, no waste. Speaking with Cafe Mom, she says that she's inspired to go, zero waste, after birth, and for her second daughter, on April 1st, to save the planet from an environmental disaster. It's funny that a baby was born on April 1st, it's like April Fool's Day. My mission is to use zero waste and reuse whatever I can, she says. That also includes afterbirth. Afterbirth. That also includes afterbirth. But the real question was, how should she reuse it? I knew women sometimes chose to have their dried up and ground up into pills. What the f- this is true. these fucking people do it. These articles are so goddamn terrible. Is this from Britain? Yeah. It's shocker. Did you say that from the beginning? <laughs> no, you no. didn't. No. I, I said I Australian. Knew. Australian. Is it Australian? Australian. Oh, okay. I knew that women sometimes choose to have their dried up and ground up into pills. That's literally what it said. Mm-hmm. Or to bury it in the garden. But I was imagining I could use it to cook up a dish, she explained. I considered a pasta... A pasta... No, not a pasta. It's like a... Let me say the word. A pasta lasagna. That's dumb. That's... Do you mean a lasagna? A paslagna. A paslagna. That's terrible. Where are you looking? It's horrible. Right here. Paslagna. Like a placenta lasagna? Oh my god. So she was calling it a plasagna? Really fucking witty there, bitch. <laughs> or putting it as a topping for a pizza. But oh. I landed on hiding it with a pasta and making a plasagna roll, she adds. That's right, a, plazon- a placenta-infused Mm-mm. sausage roll. No. But warning, preparing your own pl- placenta to eat is exactly as gross as it sounds, she says. No fucking shit there, girl. Thanks, God, Captain fucking Obvious. Wow. Fucking You're calm genius. down, Betty. Oh, my God. Cutting up my placenta was horrible, as you can imagine it. Did you say placenta? <sighs> placenta. Did you say placenta? Placenta. It's not like you said placenta. Like Plus, placenta. placenta. Okay, got. Hey, continue. Every single slice that made you feel. <sighs> every single slice that you made Mm-mm. felt like it was part of yourself. Stop. She recalled. Mm-mm. Like I felt like my insides would tense up. up as Mm-mm. it happened. Mm-mm. Hey, you know what? Like. Okay, listen. Fucking mm, Hannibal Lecter, mm, yeah. the shit out of something. This is terrible. Yeah. She said the placenta made a disgusting sizzling noise and <laughs> the smell, well, I can't even begin to describe. Why Flesh? Are you, I don't why wanna, are I, you mm. doing this? Mm. Like cooking up yourself and having it come back into your nose, she said. It's disgusting. Obviously, the next, <laughs> the next logical thing to do to is throw to throw a little dinner party <laughs> and serve the plus sausage roll to your willing friends. Milsom, what kind of name is that? Like, is that like Bart saying. Simpson? Milsom. Milsom invited her formal, former radio co-host Louis Haba and his girlfriend Alex. Uh, what is... I don't even know. Doesn't matter. What is that word? What is this word? Where are you looking? What is that word? An ob... Obstetrician? <laughs> I don't know. You've had far too many years. 
an obstetrician to try her homemade dish, and it went just as well as you can imagine. Everybody threw up. Lucy. <laughs> Lewis basically swore from the moment I gave it to him, he couldn't stop saying, What the fuck happened to you growing up to make you... What the fuck happened to you to make you grow in... What the fuck? What the fuck happened to you growing up to make you like this? She told Pedestrian TV. Who? What kind of fucking country has Pedestrian TV? Not ours. No. We're fucking Fox News and CNN. Get over it. That's it. He said at one point that I should try to sell the... <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, the sausage roll made from my insides on your on the black market because there would be some freak that would buy it. He's not lying. He's not right And as soon as they buy it, I should report them to the Australian Federal Police. <laughs> Why? <laughs> They've so done weird. nothing wrong. A few people would have seen her experiment have less been enthusiastic. Well... This fucking article, I swear to God. It's all a over the place. A few people who've you. seen her experiment have been less enthusiastic. For the most part of people, they have found it shockingly gag-worthy or funny, but most people have found it unapologetically, horrendously disgusting, <laughs> she shares. God damn. It's pretty bad. One man texts through a radio station to say... I was inbred, which was confusing. Well, I don't know if it's really confusing. Uh, that man doesn't seem to like it a lot and, and think it's fun at parties. What's for dinner? And are you down a clown? <laughs> um, God damn it. I am not, sir. I I mean, I don't fucking not. care. Honestly, I don't care. This is If gross. you guys want to cook your fucking placentas, go for it. If you want to fucking cook your nail clippings... You know, but I'm gonna tell you, this is done. If you cook it for me and I'm unaware, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not only gonna have a fit. I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna flip some shit. Yeah, some shit's gonna go down. Some Mm -hmm. body slams. Mm -hmm. Some fucking shit's gonna be overturned, and then I'm gonna talk about it on our podcast. And I, (laughs) and I actually would eat anything. You know, like there's not many things I just don't, I, I won't eat. That that came out wrong again. Well, it's okay. There's many things I I I understand what you mean. (laughs) Uh. If I ever found out that somebody that I was friends with pulled this stunt, if you ever cooked, I would punch that lady in her tits so fucking hard, she would be flying backwards. Like her tits would come out her back. It would be her her scapulas would now be her tits. I would punch her so hard. Some people just ain't never heard of. Have to spin her head around and call it a day. Mad cow Mm -hmm. disease. No, this is which comes from cows eating cows, and y'all motherfuckers out here cooking like let me. Like that one bitch putting her labia on a necklace. Let me do this for my fucking body and my self-awareness and Mm -hmm. shit. And then all of a sudden, 28 days later, we've got zombies Zombies. running around here like the walking dead. And everybody's trying to find milk, eggs, and bread and pudding to get in their fucking house and stay trapped up for 25 days because of a pandemic. Right. So, hello, COVID-19, fuck off. (laughs) Basically what William is saying... Keep your body parts and your fluids to your goddamn self. And don't serve it at a dinner party like it's fucking posh. It's all full soaker, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Did I say soaker? I'm sorry. I'm missing like four teeth in my mouth. Uh, It's all full circle. 
motherfuckers. I like the way you said it first. Hey, well, circle sucker, two. motherfucker. That's a little bit of the crack in my system from my family heritage. So, <laughs> God damn it, and praise the Lord and hallelujah. That's what happens. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I want to pee. And if you don't know, well, you better Your fuck ass. somebody. <laughs> Get out of the house. What are you doing with the papers? Y'all already doing it anyway and not wearing masks. Clearly. Oh my God, William, stop. Stop. Lord Jesus, hallelujah. In our, in your name we pray, and I'm not making any of your name we pray. God bless this earth because everybody on this motherfucker has gone goddamn batshit fucking meth crazy. Yes, they have. So, hallelujah, holy God, and praise us all. And sexual chocolate. Goddamn the sexual chocolate. I don't know what that means because I'm not into that. I don't know what that is. What is that? Like... Coming to America. Oh, okay. You know, there's oh a Oh my part god, two. there's. Yeah, I know. We'll talk we about later. Yeah, totally. Okay. And no wire fucking angers. Well, that's that. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode and we apologize if it's a shit show, but it always is. So, no uh, fault. No, that hasn't changed. That has not changed. So, to learn more about us, just visit colorunexttuesday.com. Remember, we spell color C O L O U R because we are fancy as. Through the website, you can visit our merch store, find links to our social media, and send us a private message. If you have links to crazy news stories, fucked up stories about murder or random shitty stuff, anonymous purple... Purple rain. Unity. You and I, Go. Anonymous personal stories of your own, or maybe you have some suggestions for the show... Send us an email to color you next Tuesday at gmail.com. And hang us. Hit, mm. Yeah, I know that. And hang out with. Mm-mm. You got it. And hang out with us online by connecting to our social media. You can find us on the Book of Faces, Instagram, and the Tiki Talkie at color you next Tuesday. And Twitter is a bastard, so our handle is color you next because that totally makes sense, but we're on there too. Oh my, I don't like your new fucking policies, by the way, Twitter. You can go and suck a dick and spin. Yeah. Make sure you're subscribed to Color You Next Tuesday podcast on your favorite listening platform. If you use Apple Podcasts or iTunes, leave us a review. You can also invite your like-minded Cunt Muffin friends to join our secret club so we can shake shit up together. We are so thrilled to be back for the second season, so we sincerely love the fucking shit out of you all of you and thank you for your support yeah thank you guys so much for the support we're so happy to be here with you again for a season two and And remember here's your favorite goddamn tagline remember we aren't mad at you we're We're mad mad at the the dirt dirt. god damn it we did it again i I cannot fucking Mm -mm. believe it we oh, were rusty a little my, bit up front. I felt uh, like I needed a tetanus shot I was, because I was so fucking yeah, rusty. Was, but it'll all be good and it'll be fine. I think I'm drunk. We're all fine. I'm drunk. I'm not. I'm That's a, the sad am, thing. I'm not. I'm turned all. Well, no, the, we're gonna we're gonna click off this motherfucker right now. Let's go. Let's go downstairs and turn it up. Turn it up. <laughs>